Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 52. And today, Trudy Pavlovsky is taking over the mic and asking me the deep questions about values, manifesting, and childhood dreams. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Hey, hey, welcome back to another Monday edition of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm super excited to be bringing you today's episode because today I'm not behind the mic. Today, Trudy Pavlovsky is taking over the mic. She was very persistent. I put it out on the social interwebs a few weeks ago, asking would anyone like to take over the mic? And I was really just putting it out there to see, you know, if it was something that people would be interested in. And oh my goodness, so many people got back to me. It was awesome. But Trudy uh, got back to me three times. She was very persistent. She said, Sam, I really, really want to do this. And I absolutely love Trudy and what Trudy's about. So I thought, why not? Why not take a deep dive with her and uh, let her take over the mic and for a change, ask me the hard questions. Normally it's the one that normally I'm the one asking the questions. Now, I just want to say up front that Trudy did contact me and say, what would you like me to ask? And I said, this has nothing to do with me. I want my audience to hear the real authentic me. I don't want to create something that is manufactured. I just want you to ask me whatever you feel you want to know, because I'm sure that whatever you ask, someone else out there in the universe would also like to know. So I just wanted to put that out there that I had no idea what Trudy was going to ask me. I had so much fun with her. We could have talked for hours. I do encourage you to connect with Trudy. She's a fabulous business owner in her own right. And uh, she does mention at the end of this episode how you can do that. But for now, why don't we just jump in and let Trudy Pavlovsky take over the mic. We're going to talk about values. She asked me about childhood dreams, manifesting, all the woo-woo stuff that I love. So let's dive right in. I am so excited to be here. Yes, this is Samantha Riley's podcast and I am Trudy Pavlovsky and today I get to be the one asking the questions. I've been following Sam for quite a few years now 
and I've always admired her. I've been to her live events and she's had such a positive influence on my business, this chick means business, that um, when she said she was looking for somebody to ask her the questions, I was like, pick me, pick me. And she picked me. So here we are. Thank you so much, Samantha, for picking me. Trudy, thank you. And you know, I just want to say straight up, when I did put the post up, it really honestly was just an idea. Shall I do a mic takeover? Like, let's just play with this. And you're like, yeah, pick me. And then there was lots of lots of people saying, yeah, pick me. And it actually was a little bit overwhelming. And I did the whole, I'll put that aside and deal with that later. And then you came back and said, well, instead of doing that, why don't you have multiple mic takeovers? And I was like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Still put it aside. And then the third time you came back and went, Sam, I really want to do it. And I went, you know what? I love action takers. Pick me. It has to be Trudy. So, <laughs> so let's so first lesson of the show, like when you're in business, just yeah, business is the key, key, right? Yeah, I absolutely. Got taught ask six times for exactly what you want. No beating around the bush. No hoping that somebody will figure out what you want. Just saying, Sam, I want to interview you. Yeah, have you yeah. picked someone yet? I'm still here. Sam, yeah, totally. Yeah, and while I, you know, while it was great, it was that that was that little bit of overwhelm. I'm like, oh, I don't know. But you, you're so you popular. You, no, 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 not Everyone at all. Loves you. <laughs> it was more that I wasn't quite sure how to pull it all together. But really, when I just took a breath and went, actually, Trudy's just taken that decision away from me. Like she's the she's the host. Let's just let her do it. Yes, and this is, and I'll confess, this is something that I love doing. I love you know sticking my nose into people's business and finding <laughs> stuff out about them. So. <laughs> really looking forward to what you're going to ask today and I'm just going to say I have no idea what Trudy's going to ask I'm excited a little bit nervous (laughs) no it's all all good yeah because I I was writing down the questions and I thought well what do I actually really want to know because I know you are are such an astute businesswoman and I know your story and we both have the dancing connection yeah I'm like what else do I want to know and I know when people get interviewed, it's all the how are you successful and how did you make your money and da da da. And well, you know, we can cover those things as well. But I really want to know things like what makes your heart absolutely sing? What What's the things that you do that you can just totally immerse yourself in and lose time? And what brings you joy? Those That's what I want. That's the first question. Let's start there. <laughs> what brings me joy? Yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this. Because, and let me say, what I love about this so much, and this is why I do what I do, is because sometimes we can get caught up in just going with the momentum of what's happening every day. And, you know, I had been in business for a long time and it wasn't until I had the, you know, and we're not going to go into the divorce story because we've done that, but it wasn't until that moment where I had to stop and and take stock of where I was that I realized whilst there was things that I was loving doing, I love business, there was also a lot of things that I was doing that I didn't love doing. And I hadn't ever stopped to really think about them before. So, uh, you know, the universe took over. I'm a big believer in Thank that. You. <laughs> uh, you know, my clients know I've got a very, let's call it a woo-woo side because that makes sense to some people. But I believe that there are things that are chosen for us 
I believe that people are, that are standing up and doing things like this, I believe that we've had the experiences that we've had in our lives because the universe has given us those experiences to change people's lives. Huge yeah. believer in that. Yeah, and, oh, Of course. That's why we're connected, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that actually gives me goosebumps because mm-hmm. I truly, truly believe I was chosen to be doing what, I was, what I'm doing. And I, if I didn't have some of the experiences I've had in the past, I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing. So that, you know, we can say it was a, a period of my life that I didn't enjoy, but it was a period in my life that had to happen for me to go, what does bring me joy? What do I want my business to look like? And it's my life, my weeks and my days are now consisting of things that bring me joy every single day because I know that if I don't fill up with the things that I love, then I can't do the best and give, you know, we can't give from an empty cup. So we have connected on dance. And what I realized after all, you know, I've danced for almost all my life, but when I moved to Sydney, I gave a lot of that away. I wasn't teaching anymore and I was going to class once a week, but now it's like, okay, if I dance more, how much more happier am I? How much more can I create? And, you know, this week alone for dancing lessons, love it. You know, I absolutely love dancing. That's my creative outlet. It's um, actually the instructor said last night, it's the dancing is the perfect synergistic uh, creation of using the mind and the heart and the body. And I was like, I've never thought about that before because it's true. Like you really have to concentrate on what you're doing, but at the same time, you can actually let go and just do it. And yeah, so I'm I'm dancing again and doing exams this year after like a 25 year break. And it was like, why did I stop? I know, but we let these things happen. And, you know, all of a sudden you're like, hang on a minute. Why why did we let that stop? So it's great to stop and and take stock of that. So dancing, definitely. Um, My family brings me so much joy. I'm very close with my kids, very close to my husband. You know, this is second time around for me. I'm not going to lie. So I've bought some of the, you know, some of the learnings from being married before and you know I work every day at making sure that my marriage is all in for me Mm. you know because my 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 husband brings me so much joy when we're together you've Um, never struck me as somebody who only goes half in and just sort of puts the toe in and goes, eh. it's like, you've always struck me as an all or nothing person. It's like committed in doing it. hundred percent. And I actually, the day that I met Leon, we were having dinner and I can remember it saying, you, you need to understand this about me. I am an all in person. Like if we're doing this and he did say he had this moment where he thought, oh shit, do I want to hang around for this or not? <laughs> That's intense. You know, men get intimidated by a strong woman who knows her mind. So you've yeah. obviously got a very good one there. Absolutely. So yeah, Family is a big thing for me. Business, I love business. I love talking about business, doing business, where a lot of people I know don't like their work and they work as a means for the end. I'm the opposite. I'm like, I do it because I love it. And some people can't understand that and that's cool. That's Um, the danger that you don't end up doing it for like 12 hours a day though because you're in there and that's where having hobbies, like you're dancing. And I think that's actually an important lesson for people who are potentially starting out who feel they have to hustle and grind the whole time. Yes. Instead of going, hey, don't rob yourself of those other moments of joy because yes. like you said, you need that balance. And that Absolutely. was something that I did when I started business. Yes. Took out all the other joy because I felt that it had to be this. Even though I loved it, it wasn't balanced anymore. Absolutely. Really, really good. And there's lots of things in my personal life that give me joy. Where I live gives me joy. One of my core values is beauty. Where I live is it was up on my vision board a couple of years ago and just things like I wanted, I love cooking. So it had to have a certain kitchen. I love the color. I love the color white. You manifested it? I did. 
I've got a feeling you might ask me something about that. But, you know, all the walls are white. I wanted a balcony, so we couldn't be on the ground floor. We're on the first floor. I love the ocean. It's my zen place. So we're one block away from the ocean. It takes five minutes to walk down to the beach every day. We're, We're near cafes. I love cafe culture. I love hanging out with friends. I catch up with friends all the time. So lots of social things and lots of things that bring beauty into my life. So, you know, beauty can mean different things to different people. But to me, it's being in a surrounding that I really enjoy to look at that gives me pleasure and joy to be able to create what it is that I need to be able to create, whether that's in business or just a life that's exciting. We've got vision boards around. I've got court board of the world and that's a, it's a big one and it's in my, my living room. And whenever people come over, they're always like, what are the green pins? What are the white pins? What are the blue pins? Because there's all pins like where we've been, where we're going. So yeah, lots of things that bring me joy. Fantastic. And you mentioned values and we talked about manifesting. And so where do I go next? So let's talk about <laughs> values. Yes. We'll get back to the manifesting because I think that especially with that understanding universal law and spiritual practice, bringing that into business as well as your personal life can make a huge impact because I know that's been a big path for me over the last three months, especially. Yeah. But values, I am passionate about values. Um, I love working with shadow values plus the golden values. And I have a question around values Mm -hmm. and you've kind of already answered it, but you know, like you've got freedom in the the background and that can value for people and beauty is important to you. How do you consciously bring that into your work? Like when you're setting goals or creating something, do you tie that into what's important to you or do you look at it more logic brain? Well, I just have to do this. Yeah, that is such an awesome question because I always knew the importance of values, but I'd never actually got my values from my head to a piece of paper. And as you know, like in business, if if you're doing goal setting or accountability, like having it in your head's one thing, it's got to come out. You have to verbalize it. We have to write it. It's got to come out. And back in 2014, I worked with a kinesiologist because I think that, well, for me, and I actually see in my clients too, a lot of us get caught in what we think our values are. The problem is, right, our values aren't what we think. They're what we feel. They are the way that we we live things. So I had thought my values were integrity, honesty, family, which if you ask anyone what their values are, those three come up nearly every time. They're, they're golden values and they're the values that we think we should have and that we present to the world because nobody judges those values. Yes. Oh my this goodness. Is why I love shadow value work. Yeah. It's like, hang on, what's that deeper level underneath? Because yes. people are scared to ask for what they desire and admit to those things. So sorry, I interrupted yeah, you. No, you hit the nail on the head because honesty is important to me you know you lie to me i'll get really pissed off you know integrity is important you need to say what you say you're going to do family is important i've said my family is important so when i work with this kinesiologist we came up with my seven top values and 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 i'm happy to share if you want me to yeah if you're, you're happy to share yeah my number one top value is love and that's why i love hanging out with people and friends and family and why it's really important to me to to connect with people second is beauty i actually needed to and it's funny you said shadow value. I've never heard this before. However, I needed like two whole sessions of clearing because when someone said beauty, I actually felt sick. I'm like, oh, I'm not judgmental. I don't only talk to pretty people. Like that was my take on, on, yeah, my perception of beauty. And I was like, oh, I'm not like that. But then when he started to explain, hang on a minute, Sam, like, how do you choose a restaurant? And I'm like, oh, well, I go on and I have a look at the pictures. And it's like, when do you look at the, the menu? 
I'm like, oh, after I've chosen a place with the nice lights and the nice cushions. <laughs> and and it's then, all unconscious behaviour. It doesn't make it bad. Absolutely. So, so we unpacked that. Hang on, sorry, my second one's freedom. So love, freedom, beauty. Then I've got, I've got them here, inspiration, nutrition, significance and actualization. Yeah. As soon as I knew what they were, it's like my whole life just fell into place and I started to understand why I did what I did. Yep. So in a week, I need to make sure that I have touched on every single one of those values at some point in that week. Oh my God, I am so excited that you do that because most people have a very generic, oh yeah, these are my values, but they never actually look at how they're actually showing up in their life and they never use them to help move them forward to take action. And it's such a, a powerful thing when you do. And it's like, no wonder you're living in your dream house. You've got an amazing life and you love your business because it's so tied into who you are. I love knowing your values. And it comes back the other way. So I went away on retreat in December with a couple of really close friends and we wrote our books. And I, like nutrition is one of my top values. And this particular week, you know, it's three girls in a beach house having fun. Yep. And let me tell you the was amount of wine. Co- there was wine and there was chocolate and I don't eat chocolate. Ooh. And I actually haven't had a drink. Well, I've only had about two drinks since the start of the year. So I haven't even been drinking. What I, <laughs> I got to the end of the week and went, geez, this book is just not coming out the way I thought it would. And it wasn't until I came back and thought, hang on a minute, what did I eat? What was I putting in my body? No wonder I was struggling because not only was it a physical struggle, but it was a mental struggle. It was a, a struggle. I just knew that it wasn't working. Got back home, cleansed, went back into how I normally eat, all organic all fruit and vegetables, you know, good quality grass-fed beef, all of that. We're all good now. All the thoughts are back. So it's really important for me to make sure that all of my values are touched within a week. However, the top three values I need to have in my life every single day. Those ones have to be there. If I'm on my own and I don't have connection, a loving connection with people, and that can even be with my clients. Like to me, this is a loving connection because we're having a a great conversation. So that love box is already ticked. Absolutely. Feels good. Absolutely. And you know, and we're both, the first thing I noticed was that you're wearing white with a black background and I've got a white background. Our our hair is parted on the side. (laughs) I didn't wear my red lipstick because I thought, oh, you might wear yours today. We've both got the softer lips. <laughs> right, but you know, because this is these are the things that that are important to me, and um, I've already said to Leon when he gets home from work, we're actually going to go to the pub. That's what we're going to do this afternoon because they've got a beautiful like outdoor area, and it's Friday, you know. So we've got that freedom thing happening where we're going to finish work early and go up there. So those three things I've already planned. That's my tick off for this. Yep. For this. And uh, for anyone today. watching. Like take the time to do this because I I do a whole program around shifting your shadow values, neutralizing the negativity around them and then connecting back into their golden version. And when the women do this, and this is, it's for men as well, but when you do this, when you are tapped into your values and owning yourself 100% authentically, your results cannot help but improve. Mm -hmm. So if Mm -hmm. you're struggling in business, stop and go, Am I actually honoring myself in the work that I'm doing it and how I'm approaching it? Yeah. I am so I, glad we had this conversation. Absolutely. We could end the whole thing now and I'd be like, cool, my work here is done. <laughs> 
you know, I think into- that's really cool that we've had. I agree because you get it how important it is and how we can have these negative thoughts or vibes around certain values. And as soon as that's cleared, it's like, oh, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's it. I, there's no word for it. That's what it is. You know, everything. Yeah. Because yeah. I went with the shadow side. So attention, belonging, um, superiority, validation, authority, control, rebelliousness, sexuality, and money. And when you shift that kind of stuff and with what you were saying around your values, I can see the golden and you've obviously cleared like all of the energy and you fully own it. And just how liberating. Can I just say though, for anyone that's listening, doing that clearing and doing the work is huge. And I do it every single week and it is hard work. So, you know, when you look at people and think, oh, wow, you know, you've done that. That's really cool. But far out, there's some deep times or there's some really traumatizing times. There's some really uncomfortable times in doing all that. But be brave, be courageous and do it because it'll give you the opportunity to blossom and be who you're meant to be. Yep. It's so powerful. And we'll have the conversation another day, but that's definitely been my path specifically over the last three months. And when you are willing to go deep, your life will change. Mm. But I do have to ask a question because we could talk about just purely about values, but let's talk about some other stuff as well. I'm always really fascinated because I know that so much our values, our beliefs, our meta programs, so much of our behavior, if not all of it, comes from that first seven to 10 years of our life. Mm -hmm. And I always am really fascinated to find out who people's childhood heroes were, who they admired around 10 years of age. Yes. Who had, who did you have posters up on the wall? Who, when you think back to 10 years of age, makes you go, oh yeah. Okay. I was an extremely weird 10 year old. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you were going to ask this question. And I like being the visual person. I just saw my bedroom wall and went, all right, this is going to be good. (laughs) So, well, most girls at 10 years old probably had My Little Pony or some boy band. I actually had pictures of ballet dancers and ballroom dancers on my wall. I could tell you the name of the ballroom champions at that time. I can tell you the name of principal dancers of the Australian Ballet Company at that time. And they were all over the wall, all over the wall. And yeah. Oh, and there was Michael Jackson. So. Yeah. <laughs> I had pet shop boys in the cure for yeah. 10. Like yeah. weird. But so, so looking at those dancers, when you think back to them and you saw how they were posed, knew the work that they were doing, what did that mean to you? Like what would you think back to the meaning that you took from that as a 10-year-old? So to me, and I've actually got different business values and I, we didn't even touch on that. So you and I could talk for hours on this. But one of my business values is mastery. And I, this didn't actually occur to me till last year, yeah. how much I value mastery. Love you. <laughs> and to me, that's... I was a ballet dancer, you know, for me to get my, I've got an associate diploma in classical ballet teaching. That is grueling to get that Mm. diploma. It took me over 10 years to get it. And, you know, I was working full time in our stores and teaching full time. And I was in the studio 30 hours a week. Like it was grueling. And the picture of those ballet dancers represented mastery. You know, I used to look at them and go, they are so perfect. I can see their muscle definition. Look at their turnout. Look at the, the way their arm is right down to the tip of their finger. Like everything is perfect. And they probably didn't think they were, right? But for a 10 year old girl, I'm looking at it going, I, I want to be that. I want to be that good. I want people to look at me and go, wow, that's just amazing and beautiful. You know, I, I think that that dancing is just 
the artistry of dancing, of not just being able to do the technical side of it, but to make it look beautiful and, and evoke emotion. Oh, like, like I cry at the ballet. I've never been to a ballet and haven't cried ever, ever. Yeah. <laughs> because to me, it's just so like the passion, you know, you can hear it in what I'm saying. I think it's just the most amazing thing. I've never seen anything in, in my life that is the same as the mastery of a dancer. I, I went to ballet and watched a ballet performance of um, Anna Karenina. Oh, even oh, okay. now, like, <laughs> bumps, like yeah. it's just like so powerful. And I was up really quite close and I could just hear them moving on the floor and just, and I was just, oh, I like seriously got goosebumps all over my body. And this is what, the reason I asked is because those values, those heroes that we have, like most people don't even realize that you adopt things from them. So I was listening to music that wasn't considered normal. And so I adopted that whole value of quirky, being different, not wanting to be the same. Mm. You've adopted mastery and you've brought that forward into your business. So anyone listening, like have a look back to when you were 10, because you can also bring forward stuff that may not be serving you and not even realize. Totally. So, totally. Yeah. Also, it's also, to me, it's not just who our heroes were, but maybe even the way that we were acting out. Like, <laughs> I'm about to really show you how nerdy I am. I used to do homework because I liked it. And I used to make up in the school holidays. I used to do projects. And mum would say, what are you doing? We need to go to the travel agent. I'm going to do a project on Indonesia. <laughs> I love you so much. You'd be like, I don't know where you came from, but sure, let's do that. And I used to get scrapbooks and cut out the pictures and do research. And in those days, we didn't have the internet. Can we go no. to the library, mum? I need to go look at the encyclopedia. Pedias. <laughs> <laughs> if that was my kids, I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, right? But you've brought this forward, research, passion, travel. Like it's, like when you look back, you go, oh, that makes perfect sense why I am the way I am now. Yeah, totally. I was the weird kid that always was sitting reading books at lunchtime and writing stories. Yes. So, oh, well, yeah. that was me too. I was yeah. the bookworm that was always writing stories. <laughs> we would have been besties in school. We would have like just you know, sat we next would have to been each other reading. I was going to say, we would have been sitting next to each other not saying a word. <laughs> Oh my it. gosh. Because that was one of the questions. Like, do you see a correlation from where you were back in childhood to where you've ended up? 100%. And the funny thing is, is that the middle, the middle time in, you know, when I was an adult, that where I wasn't very happy, I wasn't living those values because I was allowing the person that I was living with to make me think that those values were silly. Yeah. He didn't make me think that. I allowed him to, uh, you know, to let me think that. And, you know, he, he would say, like, contribution is really important to me. Like, Sam, like, don't give to that charity because that's our retirement fund that you're giving away. How dare you do that to our family? And tithing is so important energetically to... Which, to which is cool for him. And that, that's cool for him, but I allowed that to, you know, I started to dumb down who I was and I started to build the wall and, and live behind it and, you know, didn't do those things that made me happy. I wasn't spending time dancing or, you know, whatever it was. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's really important to look back and connect with the feelings of those times as well. Sometimes as people, we just get so caught up in the doing, uh -huh. we do forget about the being and the feeling. Yeah. And I just find it fascinating to see and hear the like your story. Like I think it's it's amazing. And now I'm guessing you don't want an escape business, but I, I love finding out from people if you weren't doing your business yes. and you could do anything you want in the world, like yes. for a business or just do whatever you want, yeah, what would it be? One lady said once you'd have a goat farm. Oh, how bizarre. <laughs> 
she can have the goat farm yeah. <laughs> because as much as I love animals, I don't like looking after them. Like I've just no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, possibly a travel blogger. Yeah. I reckon I, because I do love travel riding. around, go to all the places. Yeah, I do. And connecting with people, finding out. I love asking people stories. What got you here? You know, everyone's got a gazillion stories and I love to hear them. So yeah, travel blogger would be it. And Where would you go first? Oh, see, I travel so much already. Like, I live with my, uh, my brother lives with us as well. And he had to get his passport yesterday and he pulled it out and he's like, oh. he's like, I wish I could collect stamps like you did, Sam. Like, he's like, you're so lucky you've been so many places. And I went, well, you know, it's not luck. You could do this too. But, you've got to you know, create your life. You don't I also do passively. I, I am very grateful for the amount of places I've been. I am, I am very lucky. So where would I go first? It's more like, where would I go next? Or where haven't you been that, that I want like to go? To know? Uh, Argentina. Ooh. Yeah, a bit of a weird one. I just love the, it, the dance culture. You know, I just want... <laughs> the Argentinian tango, anybody? Yeah, absolutely. I just think that would be really cool. You know, Brazil, something like that. I haven't actually been... Yeah. To... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. because, you know, when you do Latin dancing and you pull out all those dances, like the competitive version is probably a little bit different to the street Latin. Yeah, yeah. But it's just the most liberating, like free, sensual movement. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, we've had a bit of the personal Sam and we've had a bit of an insight into your values. So now if we want to connect with you, we can connect with you from a freedom perspective or, you know, talk about travel or that kind of stuff. But, you know, we all know you as one of the most inspiring business women and business coaches in Australia. Oh, thank and, you. And I know you're Sam Riley Global, so, uh, and I'm sure it's America and the UK and I'm sure across Europe as well. So anyone overseas who's listening to this, invite Sam over to your country. She'll come travel. Definitely do. Book her in to run some trainings and courses. I've sat in a training room with her. She's brilliant. But so let's talk a little bit about about business. Yes. Um, Now you work with actual thought leaders, you know, at a a global level, you know, for anyone who's found your podcast and maybe they're starting out and they're in their first couple of years, because, you know, it's that first three years that really can be the make or break time. Uh You know, what are some tips for them? Yeah, that's really cool. Can I just touch on one thing really quickly? I work with aspiring thought leaders. And on that, everyone is a thought leader. And I just wanted to say that really quickly, because some people might be listening, thinking, I'm not a thought leader. Like I love what Sam does, but I'm not a thought leader. No, everyone's a thought leader and wanted to say that. But my top three tips for getting started is definitely get clear on your values. It really is something that I wasn't giving, you know, when I first started coaching, I wasn't giving enough airtime to, and now it's like, no, you have to be clear on your values because as much as we love being in business, I mean, you're, you're an amazing businesswoman yourself, Trudy, and we both love what we do. We both, we both openly say we love business. I can guarantee, and I haven't ever asked you this, that there are days where both you and I just don't want to do the work. There are days where we just get up and go, don't want to do this um, for whatever reason. You need to know. I've got to go and get that damn goat farm. (laughs) (laughs) You might think if I didn't have my business, I'd be a competitive dancer touring the world on television, that kind of stuff. I I could see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, number one, get clear on your values. Number two, 
I think that a lot of people struggle in the first few years of business because they don't really know what their message is. They don't know what they stand for. They're not very clear on the niche. They're not very clear on who their ideal client is. So that piece, there's quite a few pieces to that puzzle, but that puzzle needs to be put together. You know, you can't market to everyone because your message will fall flat because nobody will feel it's for them. And And it's that that whole thing when you do coaching, come out of coach school, it's a little bit of a bugbear of mine, is that I can help everybody. Well, technically, most of us can. can, But... From a marketing perspective, you will help nobody. And that's not going to help anybody. We need to know who we can help. And, you know, to get rid of that imposter syndrome, need to be really, really clear on what are your talents? What is your genius zone? What's that thread that you've seen through everything? No matter what it is you've done. You know, I was a dance teacher for 20 years. The thread for that was that I was exceptionally good at breaking down dances from kids as young as four into tiny little micro counts, even less than one count, so that they understood what every little bit was so they could join it together. Then when I realized that's actually how I coach, it's how I teach business, I brought that thread through. Okay, cool. It's like I'm an x-ray for business. I can see what other people can't because I can see the tiny little pieces. So get very clear on what your genius zone is, what your talents are. The second piece to this is getting clear on your experiences because it's your personal experiences that's going to help you connect with certain people and then your passions, what makes you get out of bed in the morning. And when you pull that, that talent, experience and passion together, what you'll do is create a business that's extremely unique. No one else can copy it. You're not getting caught into the idea of, you know, sometimes we accidentally start to love someone and we start to model them, morph into them, you know? So that would be my second one. Be really, really clear on that. And the third piece is consistency. Too many people try one thing, say it doesn't work and move on, but they haven't given it a chance. How long a time frame do you think? Because I ran my first business for five years. Yes. And while it always paid for itself, you know, there's, there's always a backstory around it. I look back now and I think I probably should have either completely remodeled it a couple of years in or I should have left. Yeah. But everyone was going, no, this is your identity. This is who you are. All your clients out there that aren't paying you any money, so they're not really your clients, they need you. So do you have a bit of a time frame or a bit of a guide around when people can go, okay, I need to pivot? <laughs> Dance pun. Wow, this how. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It is. And I, I, what are I, the indicators? I think that if someone had have asked you at that time, Trudy, that you were, things weren't going so well and everyone was saying, no, keep going, keep going and keep going. If someone had have asked you, Trudy, in your heart, what feels wrong with this situation and what feels right? Do you think that would have been easier to come up with instead of people telling you certain things? Yeah. And I, look, this is really good because I knew in my heart the business model was flawed. It was based on an adult training business model. There was things that we worked and we worked and it wasn't working. And part of that was some beliefs that I had around sales at the time. So I'll own my part in that as well, because I was a social one. So I had to do all the sales. Yes. But I could see that it could have been done differently, which I think would have saved it. But there was just resistance everywhere. Yeah. I, I, think, it, I, think, I think it really is going into the heart. And I think that... And uh, it, was, it was breaking me into pieces. It put yeah. me into financial, under financial duress. I was working two or three other jobs at the time to be able to pay all my bills and expenses. So I didn't actually have the time to do more work on the business, but it was so, you know, yeah. and I, I see people struggling under that. 
A, because they haven't got their niching and their message clear and they haven't asked for help and they haven't tapped into their values. And sometimes the purpose takes over and it overwhelms the practical application. So I was just really curious to see what your thoughts were, but it's definitely... I think that there's a couple of pieces. One is I think that truly in your gut, you know, and that, you know, as logical beings or as people that try and think our way through these situations, it's not until we really tap into our heart. And this can be difficult when we, when we don't want to fail. We're yep. afraid to listen to that. But I also shame think- kicks in. Shame, Absolutely. judgment, like yeah. failure. Yeah. yeah, huge vulnerability. But I yeah. think that you need to have the right pers- person asking the questions as well. I don't think it's something that you can go through yourself because you're mm. so in the midst of it. But it's got to yeah. be the right, that you know, the right person. And it is a little bit of this story is coming out in my book, you know, how I've got to where I am just in the last few years. When I very first moved to Sydney, my accountant said, far out, Sam, like you had a multi-million dollar business in dance. Go back there. And I just went straight out. I don't want to. I've done it. I could have got caught up in that at that point and yeah. said, yep, yeah, let's do that. It's a business I know. I know how to start it straight away. With what I know in online marketing now, I could probably double that again. But I knew straight away. I didn't even think. I just went, no, I don't want to go there. Let's change this conversation now into something more productive. But someone that was a little bit unclear possibly might get pulled into that, that little story of someone else's. Yeah. So You've got to get the right person to talk to. And, yeah. and I think a big one is being able to sit back and go, does this person have a vested interest in me staying? where I'm at. <laughs> I, I honestly think that the people that were asking the questions cared about me. It was the questions were being asked in love. So I don't know that I've actually answered your question because I don't know that there's an answer that's the same for everyone, but you really do need to tap into your heart and you really need yep. to do the deep work because you actually, the answers are within you. Yeah. Big believer in that. Yeah. yeah. And because business, yes, there's, there's, I'm going to use the word struggle, but I think it's more, there's opportunities to grow and learn and improve on all of your decisions. <clears throat> I hate that there's this perspective around business has to be hard and it has to be a struggle and it has to be all of this. But if, if you are feeling like it is getting too hard, like just talk to people about it. Yeah, talk to absolutely. the right people. The right people. Absolutely. Because it could be something in there, a system, an automation, a process, some small tweak that you make that can shift your business. And I see a lot of, especially the women that come and talk to me sometimes, it's like they're suffering in silence. Totally. So let's just bring it out in the open. Let's have the conversations, people. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, that's all from me. That's that's all my questions. That um, was amazing. Really enjoyed talking to you. And Thank I you. hope people got lots of value value thanks for uh, taking the taking over the mic i appreciate you reaching out the first time give me a bit of a slap the second time and then give me a big kick up the butt the third time <laughs> to make this happen <laughs> my pleasure oh, so i'm going to take over for two sex trudy how do people stay connected with you Oh, look, come stalk me on Facebook. You can find me, uh, Trudy Pavlovsky, or This Chick Means Business, and um, come say hi. Definitely. I'm pretty easy. I'm pretty public. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Google my name. I'm everywhere. We'll link it up in the show notes anyway. Thanks so much for taking over the mic today. I had a great conversation with you. And, Thank you. Uh, thanks for uncovering a little bit of me that maybe I haven't spoken about before. That's my magic. Thanks, <laughs> Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth 
and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode, and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.